0: Let's do a p let's do a podcast. Right. Let's do the podcast. Let's do the podcast. (laughs) good evening listen up i know that you're all listening here right now um how are you it's episode 13 of course i'm the one presenting it i am one of the two dudes and if this was just a one dude podcast i'd be one dude but it's a two dude podcast so i've got my sidekick and good old pal on the other side of the computer screen here it's the man the legend it's craig how are you on this uh this
1: lovely sunny evening well thank you very much legend um (laughs) i'm all right (laughs) right? that's all right we're happy with that someone trapped in a computer screen on the other side i'm all right (laughs) can't complain yeah yourself yeah yeah i'm I'm all good i'm
0: all good summer summer looks like it's landed Mm -hmm. things are happening things are moving in the world uh you know we can go out a bit more now we can we can socialize we can attend gigs and stuff because there are gigs happening and talking of gigs you're you're doing one of these said gigs in a few oh moments time yes
1: yeah tell it <laughs> tell us all about that for my sins we're going straight into it so <laughs> there's a little tradition locally here of um a halloween covers band where a lot of local musicians from various bands past and present get together and cover a load of songs and uh it, it's a, a good time uh on the night <laughs> there's a lot of uh organization that goes into it which is why uh uh the last podcast was months and months delayed because I didn't actually have time to actually do any editing of anything. Um, but yes, because after the pandemic, you know, sat there thinking oh, it'd be nice to actually play some music and do something. And uh, I'm not in a band anymore, so I don't have the means to do that. And I thought, you know what? A couple of us have always kind of mentioned it when we've seen each other in in the flesh, why don't we try and do the Halloween thing again, bring it back to life after a couple of years, and uh, have a little party to celebrate the end of social distancing? I wouldn't want to say <laughs> the end of coronavirus because apparently this is now the norm. Yeah. Um, so yes, we're going to try and do that on the uh, what's the Saturday, the 30th? The 30th, of, yes, it is the 30th, yeah, yeah, of October. October, that's the month of Halloween, is in. I forgot. <laughs> um, yes, and it's going to be. At the Dick Whittington. Um, so yes, that's providing that nothing goes to shit, <laughs> and it's yeah. a. Like I said, it's a lot of organisation that goes into it, or organisation, as you Earthlings say. Um, and it should be a good night. Um, although I have kind of realised I'm basically playing on every song, so it means I'm probably not going to be able to get much else done on that night i'm just gonna be a prisoner of the stage but you know hey it's it's, it's the, what we do for
0: the love it's, it's it's secretly the craig experience so it's it's craig and a bunch of hired hands ah, <laughs> just 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 fueling what you get don't worry we will get you drunk it will be it will be it will be
1: fine it will be well oh, thank you yeah just just chuck a drunk. shot every my way every now and then as just <laughs> to keep me hydrated on stage and everything. <laughs> but no it's 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 not me singing like Um, there's many roles that I'll have to do for guitar and all that, Um, but there'll be other musicians that are stepping up to it. Some in local bands around here that have kind of seen success across the UK, so it'll be good. Um, And they will be the ones singing and and doing the hoo-ha and the slappy slaps on the bass and drums and everything. But yeah, if you've been to one of these nights before at the uh, Brunswick, before it was flattened and turned into flats or I think a Tesco it was being discussed at one point. I think it's flats now. Um, then you know this is burnt
0: kind of... down, didn't it? Just before they needed to, yeah. Build things. yeah,
1: yeah. It's a it's a good time. So yeah, it, it will be hopefully capturing that spirit, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> it will be a good time, and and it's free entrance. So you 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 and you and you listening to this and anyone mm. else come down free free a Halloween and weekend.
1: bring your best Halloween costume or you know the Halloween costume you don't mind getting drunk in and falling over and
0: absolutely absolutely
1: and and more and more gigs
0: are being announced. There's, there's, there's a night there's there's a lot of bands putting putting shows on towards the end of the year. international bands um as well not just homegrown bands uh, so so things are looking on the app and we want to be yeah. positive we want to see shows and that's really
1: good on, yeah on that note i was just going to say Go i tweeted this out a couple of days ago but friends of the show um we've got ascaris and broken jaw um, if you are a long-time listener, you will remember the John Virgo special. where <laughs> He <Yeah>. suggested three <laughs> CDs for us. Um, both of those bands are playing Bloodstock, uh, the new Blood stage. So, congratulations to those guys. Um, you know, they've been trying to drive home <laughs> their brand of metal in you know uh I think Broken Jaw more kind of hardcore punk kind of vibe to it uh, Scarish Blackened Death Metal so very different parts of the spectrum but you know they're, they've are they been able to secure a place on the new Blood stage and hopefully gonna win over a lot more people in that new environment so yeah congratulations yeah. guys
0: yeah congrats guys that's, that's that's really awesome and a great, a great opportunity both. Uh, Bloodstock, and if you are going to Bloodstock please go and check them out you won't be disappointed um do you know do you know i i am missing gigs i'm i'm really i really am i'm just i'm eager to eager to go and and watch bands i've i went to a socially distanced gig sitting down last week um and it was it was it was it's hard to sit down um and and the week before that i i sat on my phone and i watched a live stream gig of uh podcast favorites the hell who performed (laughs) joris one and two uh live from london craig did you watch that I didn't. I didn't oh, live stream. You missed. Uh, it, honestly, like, <laughs> oh, fucking amazing is what I'm going to say. It, the theatrical <laughs> experience um, of Joris just looked incredible. I, I wish I had been in there because it just looked like so much fun. They, they did bingo at the halftime interval, uh, which, it, of course, they did. Um, yep. It was. It just looked brilliant. It really, really did. And I, it looks like hardcore opera is a thing that's going to be saying and go and go and check out Joris parts one and two um, because it's just it's just a fun time really really is Um, but we'll bring it back to this to this to us to all about us because we're all about the ego here on two D's two days so last time in the last episode back in time um, we recommended each other a couple of albums to listen to because that's what we do on this show Um, and I recommended Craig uh, an album uh to to listen to and craig what was that record
1: so that record was uh the silver scream by ice nine kills
0: yes it was indeed and how did you, how did you get on with that what were your what were your thoughts
1: it was a chilling
0: time
1: <laughs> 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 um but no seriously uh <laughs> If you can't tell by the title, it's like a, a collection of songs based on horror films, um, and, and they're kind of a, a metalcore band. Um, so, you know, the best way to describe them is it's like this they've got all the breakdowns, all the discordant chords, distor- discordant, I don't know, <laughs> uh, the, the janky, angular chords uh mixed in with ridiculously clean vocals um the guy at, at some points does sound like brandon yuri of panic at the disco it's like the kind of that emo um emo on broadway
0: like at yeah female, almost like a spooky disney musical like you just yeah really... the
1: more the more kind of recent metal core rather than you know early kill switch engage kind of sudden shifts into uh, melodic choruses and stuff like that um yeah it, it's uh it was an interesting listen so all the songs like i said they're themed on horror films or at least films of like a supernatural influence um and a few of the songs you can kind of figure out pretty much straight away what they're based on so you've got songs that are based on nightmare on elm street friday the 13th halloween the Soul franchise, IT, uh, I saw franchise jewels It i said it it. <laughs> it's a horror isn't it <laughs> it is a horror it is a horror mate i'll tell you that and, and then strangely the crow as well um which is why i mentioned like that supernatural influence because i don't know if that really classes. uh, uh well it counts as a horror film hmm. i guess there's like the gothic element but you know um because it knew edward scissorhands as well sorry to interrupt
0: and I, like i wouldn't class edward, edward, edward scissorhands <laughs> as a really horror Film. Yeah. And, yeah yeah
1: yeah it, it's kind of like um the the term of horror is very loose <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you know hey whatever gets the creative juices flowing um and it would be easy to kind of you know have fairly standard songs with samples to carry the vibe of that kind of influence um, but actually there's some pretty neat homages to the films that they're uh, you know paying tribute to my favorite being like there's um, a bit in Thank God it's Friday. Uh, yeah, Thank God It's Friday, where there's this like 80s clean piano that sounds happy at first, and then it twists into a minor key before it goes into a full-on breakdown. Um, and that's it's based on Friday the 13th. But to me, I I don't know, I've never really watched Friday the 13th, so you might have to help me out here, Liam. But it sounded more like Twin Peaks, like that really unsettling kind of shift in tone all of a sudden, or yeah. any kind of 80s or early 90s american melodrama <laughs> Where, yeah. you know it's not kind of like shocking strings it's, it's keyboard piano but you know it's just enough to kind of sound a bit odd
0: yeah yeah I, I i i would agree i would definitely agree with you on that because uh friday 13th it doesn't really take that sort of uh creepy synthy sort of vibe that you sort of get in in say like halloween and and, and another sort of 80s movie so yeah i i think i think you you hit the nail on the on the head there just just more 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 tv spook than than a mm. horror sound yeah
1: cool and then you got like um rocking the boat which is based on jules and of course it has the breakdown which is dum 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 <laughs> dum 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 um, and you got the ending of the jig is up which is <laughs> Saw reference, um, which has a breakdown where you have someone. I think it's, I don't think it's a sample, but it's someone doing their best jigsaw voice, yeah. <laughs> and it goes into a middle eight chunky riff, and it's the orchestral violins over the top of it. It's a nice touch, um, but I do question the lyrics in that song because there's a reference of um of, of something that will breed a worthy generation, and if I remember Saw right it wasn't really about survival of the fittest but it was more about punishing people who threw their life Absolutely. away yeah but you know i've only watched a couple of the films so i no, think no. maybe things twisted at the later kind of entries no,
0: the, the, the jigsaw was all about uh, r- uh wronging people that may have wronged him or wronged others by giving them a second chance and and Willing to work through that pain to get that get that life. Uh, I'm going to try and control. I, I'm a big fan of the Saw franchise, um, so yeah, he he wasn't just a serial killer just for the sake of putting people in fucked up traps. It's a it's a case of there's a chance of redemption, and also you're a bad fucking person if you ended up in one of those traps. You've wronged. Yeah,
1: it was always something. It wasn't kind of a a, a, a way of whittling out the weeding <laughs> weeding out people like no um, separating the wheat from the chaff like. Uh, but it was also awesome to hear uh Randy Strohmeyer of Finch doing screams on that because the chorus of that song is just it just reeks of Finch. Yeah. It's that kind of emo um screaming with melody and it just it sounded so much like Finch that I was just like that can't be a coincidence. And sure enough when I saw his name on it I was like ah that makes sense, man. They give me a nice little well, nostalgic feeling because I just love Finch. Yeah, <laughs> you know, letters for you, what it is to burn, that kind of stuff.
0: Wow, was so good. Yeah, so so good. Big, big, yeah. big 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 fan. Big big fan of Finch. Really really um
1: Yeah, that, so that, it was nice awesome. to hear him again. Yeah, that's and cool. uh, you know this this kind of style of metalcore, if I'm honest, is not really the the type of stuff that I'm a fan of. Um because I always found the, the mix of like metal riffing and this percussive kind of guttural growls with the emo choruses, because they're very clean. Um, I don't like that too much, but I will say that the ridiculous premise of this album does work in its favor. Like, and you know, for the second time in a row after Reckless Love, I found myself working against my own views for the purpose of enjoyment of this record. Um, and the kind of difference here. Is that I actually found out that I, I did actually enjoy a lot of this record. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, it was not my thing, and I was like, oh, I don't like this. Do why? I? I don't know. And then before I knew it, I was too late. I was going It's the American Nightmare, and screaming my that cock. one. That one. Yeah. That one. Fucking.
0: <laughs> that one really fucking hits. That one. I I I really love that song.
1: I really. A, I I
0: think live that would be just fucking off the floor jumping. Yeah.
1: And also, I did see that they have a live album. Uh, it's called I, "I Heard They Kill Live," which is a reference to, I think, No effects," which is I think I heard they suck live. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention as well about American Nightmare. Last time we spoke, we spoke about At the Gates and how a lot of metalcore bands, you know, had a, a debt to pay and they were yeah. influenced. All these bands. Do you hear that? after you hear heard about the gates, when you listen to the riffing of an American nightmare, I that do. Pedal riffing.
0: I do. I really, I really, really do. I really, uh, really see? do. They've really, they've re- they really are. I've, I've set something in stone. That's literally in the blood of, of anyone willing to play metal core. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I'm, I must, I must play this. I must play homage. Yeah, absolutely. And do you yeah, know, what? I, I, I don't listen to a lot of modern metalcore. It, it like, I say modern medical, it sounds like I'm a really old man. Um, it's like, no, better, better in my day. Um, <laughs> but it, a, lot, a lot of it just doesn't, doesn't do it for me. But when you go back and you listen to, to other stuff, it, it, you hear that at the gates are really, really. And, and since listening to At The Gates and having that conversation, it's just like, oh my fucking God, there it is, there it is, there it is.
1: Yeah, very. It just kind of makes things start to click. Also, on a side note, a related note, I should say, uh, I mentioned Darkest Hour. Uh, and their first album their second album uh, um opens up with the song uh the sadist nation i didn't realize this but at the end of the song they have a guest vocalist and it's the guy from out the gates <laughs> <laughs> so of course like, oh that's, it's <laughs> so obvious now <laughs> um so there's a little kind of uh trivia for you yeah. um i would say that uh the final cut version which you said that i didn't have to listen to, but there was a cover of Fr- was a cover
0: of a song yeah
1: yeah, but it, Michael Jackson's Thriller, and that cover's not good, man. <laughs> it, it's not good. It's, it doesn't sound like a medical version of that, and it doesn't sound like a really upbeat, happy cover of Thriller. It's just this weird, yeah, version. And I'm not, am not a fan of it. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, but one thing that was nice in that bonus, um, on the original album, the song "Stabbing in the Dark," the Halloween, mm-hmm. um, song. It sounds like Matt Heafy singing in certain places, so it was nice to see that actually on the bonus version, it's a duet with Matt Heafy. Matt Heafy. yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like it was destined to happen. It was nice, yeah. uh, and it's an acoustic version of that song, and the the guys kind of do harmonies with each other, and, and Matt Heafy does the lines that you d- you that thought you, he was doing originally. Hearing. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, all in all, you know, like I said, I, I enjoyed it, and. It, <laughs> It's not mind-blowing. And I read um, their bio on... I think it was on Spotify. And it said, like, you know, the, the daring to be dramatic and all this. And I don't think it's as mind-blowing as that. I think there's some fat that could have been trimmed off the meat of the album. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, a grave mistake, which is just a bland power ballad, which is inspired by The Crow, um, is like a really obvious radio cut. And Savages, which is another obvious radio cut does it so much better yeah yeah <laughs> so sad. I don't know why but I guess they wanted to have that ballad on there and it just pff, feels a bit meh the yeah. songs don't form that they don't feel formulaic like you know Um, it's not like every middle eight is going to have some sort of nod to the film that inspired it but a few tracks in you do know how this is going to work yeah. there's only one real surprise which is the carnival that happens on the um, the Pennywise track, uh which again it, it kind of makes sense, so it's not really that much of a shock, but it's a different kind of sound on the yeah. rest of the album. Did you, did you um, see who who
0: who uh, who who is the guests on that song? I believe it was
1: less than it's Jake. The less, I mean?
0: It's less than Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of makes like it because it is a bit of a mess mess of a song. Um I can't <laughs> take it there's the horn fucking I, it just makes me laugh Sorry, every time what? I hear that. <laughs> like, that's I just, how they got those sounds. Yeah, that's in professionally. You know. uh, I, I just, I can't listen to it. I just find it so funny. It's just. And Sorry, the, I've got in my head now. Uh, yeah, just, I've got yeah. in my
1: head now that they've just been dodging in brass play. <laughs> oh. so, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, like with these metalcore albums that. Uh, I guess when I say metalcore albums I mean how it has become when it's broken down to its key elements now it relies on progressive chunks uh, sorry progressive chunks not progressive um, and this kind of tritone discordant chords um, instead of like proper shreddy riffs and stuff like that there's some decent guitar playing on this uh, album but it always falls down to that contrasting with uh, a chorus and the choruses are very really, really like i said emo style clean even like touches of coheed and cambria in places which i totally love i love coheed yeah. and cambria but it was always that kind of style uh, that i found grating and and the album does rely on that a lot to make up the bulk of its sound so um if you are okay with that then you might enjoy <laughs> this record yeah. um and the kind of horror influence on it it's just kind of the icing on a cake so it's a fun record i'd say yeah yeah
0: yeah it, it is a lot of fun I and mean, this is not a band that i'd heard of even before this this record came out they got a couple of albums um but I, i'd heard the the idea of this it's like horror inspired metalcore cool? for me what could go wrong and then i remembered like how much i dislike a lot of new metalcore cool bands um this <laughs> the problem the problem with this i i i really like American Nightmare. I I think it's a fucking brilliant song. And so when I first listened to this, I, I had that song and I loved it so much that I really struggled with the rest of the albums. So I just throw it away. I, I like that song so much. The more you get into it, the more fun you have with it. Um, it's not to say that this is an is, is an incredible record, um, but it is a lot of fun, especially if you're you're a bit of a horror horror nerd and, and a horror fan. I, I think stabbing stabbing in the dark uh so, is, is all right. I think thank god it's Friday is is just is, is incredible my, my one of my favorite savages so mm. um a similar band um similar to horror horror gothings by a band motionless in white they their musical style has shifted over the last couple of records where they haven't gone sell but they, they they've lost that sort of more sort of aggressive sort of edge um and savages sounds a lot like some of the more modern motionless and white stuff, which I like. And so it, it's no surprise that I think Savages is one of the best songs on here. And I think if they did more stuff like that, then they would probably be accepted more in a more, you know, more more open armed by a more metal community maybe, or a more younger metal community, but fair, fair to them to stick, stick to the horror stuff and stick to the experimenting, because, you know, be different, be, be out there. Um, I think they are looking they are about looking for a younger audience. I think to get, you know, and to get them like look at us, we're the cool ones that like like horror movies, come on in, come on in. Which if you look through the generations, there's always one of them. There, there's Alice Cooper, there's Rob Zombie, there there is Manson, there was Wednesday's thirteen for me. You know, there they always is someone to drag drag you into the spooky side. Um and if they if if that's what they are gonna do now, then then good for them. Um I think the covers like they, Thriller is not a good cover. They, it's not oh. their worst cover. There are they do a lot of covers, oh, um, but if if you look at YouTube and how many bands are on YouTube and how many artists are on YouTube performing covers, there is probably a need for those covers to go up and maybe likes and subs- subscribers to come in. And and I'm, I'm I'm being the boring corporate guy and thinking like this is this mm-hmm. is to get us on playlists, is to get us up. Um, but they they've got some shocking covers. Um, they, yeah it just just if you look through um, the Spotify and, and, and Apple music you'll, you'll see what they've covered. Um, They're doing a Dow cover which is just beyond terrible. Um, the worst <laughs> one, the worst one by a long way though is can't help falling in love with you. Um, it's just weird. Um, that, so the video yeah. of it is um, is a horror sort of thing with this Elvis this ballad and it just doesn't work but if you if you want a if you want a bit of fun and this this band are all about fun and spooky fun then check out Jason's mom who has got it going on <laughs> i would recommend that one um because of course they have because of course they've done Jason's mom um, but yeah I, I i think i think it's fun i think there there are some really good songs on this um the guy that's produced this album uh, i really i this, this sort of it uh, was quite a good uh sort of say, leading to him, just a guy called Drew Falk, who's worked with Motionless in White. Hence, I think why Savage sounds a bit like how Motionless and White uh, mm. have got, sort of gone. But more on a, on a horror side of things, more on a, more on a terrifying side of things. He also produced Gravity by Bullet for my Valentine, which is the most uh, bleh, thing you oh, might hear. Fan. Oh man! I mean, it's. If if you're going to have a shit off for Bullet For My Valentine with Temper Temper and Gravity, you would just have a big pile of stinky poo. Um, And my frustration with Bullet For My Valentine is I know a lot of people hate them, but they can be good. They can be very good. Uh, They can also record things like Gravity so hey that's <laughs> i can't say i've had the pleasure that's but. that um don't worry i will not be suggesting that for this podcast at <laughs> any time soon so the big question then craig um with our our uh, rating system where do you where do you where do you place this do we
1: hate um, rate appreciate i'd say rate yeah just because it's, it's fun and, and- Honestly, I'm planning for Halloween, doing this (laughs) Halloween gig, and it's kind of got me in the mood a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) it works in that respect. But it is also, and there's a caveat, and you mentioned about the covers stuff. Like they're the kind of band, and you know which bands I'm talking about who do this. When there's a song that is huge on the radio, you'll hear the metalcore cover, and it it was always the basic pulse, the beat broken down to percussive chunks and these guys they don't do that as far as i can tell they cover stuff but it's that style throughout so just be wary that you know it it is that but there is a lot to enjoy as well because of the thematic uh approach they've taken with their songs so I'd say yeah rate yeah. it give it a little go and have a little bit of fun with it
0: yeah def- definitely. definitely i'm assuming
1: definitely. the same
0: oh yeah yeah rate it I, I i i don't i don't love it i won't i won't sing from the rat like the rafters about it but it, it's it's good fun it's really really good fun if you yeah. like a bit of horror have a listen if you just like a bit of Fun metal that you don't have to take serious and mm. stick it on. They are, they are really catchy songs. And do you know what? If I was at a festival when they were playing, I'd go check them out. I'd go up, I'd go up a
1: lot. That's of fun the thing. There. And also, like, I, I do know they dress up as like horror films. Yeah, they come out like, as oh, all like, the characters like, on stage. <laughs> one thing I'll say is like, although I I said stylistically, uh, I've said that the style normally doesn't really gel with me. The vocalist, I don't know his name, but Christ, he's got some skills. Like there's no denying that he's got the guttural growls and also the really clean singing yeah. and it's really good singing it's not like just kind breathy kind okay. of thing that's done for the sake of it it's proper it's, it, he's really good singing so like
0: like an, almost a musical like uh it, it, the way that he 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 styles that vocal is is almost like like a broadway musical or something like that like uh
1: He's yeah. talented, yeah. Very talented.
0: And if you're going to pull a song and stick it on the the playlist, which is obviously over there, which is why I'm pointing them over there. <laughs> what would you pull out and put on the playlist?
1: Um, I'd have to go with the jiggers up because. <laughs> it's just such a mishmash of stuff that really shouldn't work but because it it gets away with it like I said because it is a song inspired by Saul yeah and the chorus is just ridiculously <laughs> upbeat considering the subject matter so yeah, yeah that that kind of for me is is it sums up the ridiculous nature the ludicrous premise that this record is so Excellent. that's why I'd go with
0: Brilliant! I I stick with American Nightmare because I fucking love that so much. I really, I really like that song. I really do. So there we go. Ice Nine Kills and the Silver Scream. Um, and they have just just a so fact. They've got a new single of a, of a new album which is coming soon. So they they just released a, a new single with um Jacoby, uh from from Papa H on ah, it. Um, and there's a really yikes. cool um sample that they pull and it said like something like uh Ice Nine Kills. They were they were such a scene band before the before the Silver Screen came out. Now I get them, and it's obviously they. I think that they have they have found their market now, and I think they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna be the spooky kids on the block. Um, I think I did <laughs>
1: read that they did like they still had like uh, songs based on like other stuff, but it was books, and then yeah. the, the Silver Screen was what they moved into the, the, the kind the, of horror the horror uh, scene, yeah. so yeah. to speak.
0: But, the, the, the theater experience of horror, yeah, definitely mm. right. We, we move on, uh, we move into Dear Dude's territory, which has oh, shifted into all sorts of stuff. Uh, you know, we used to, we used to ask for your questions and we used, to, we used to try and help you with your lives because we care, uh, but then people stopped sending us questions, so we started asking you questions, and mm-hmm. do you know what occasionally you replied and, and on this one I mean like I got some some interesting replies so yeah. I put out a, a question asking uh, what's the best movie soundtrack um so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through a few of them I mean there was a lot um and there's a lot of people that repeat so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read them all out right, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read a few out then I'm gonna ask for your opinion Craig and then I'm gonna tell you a couple of mine so Corinne I uh, went with Queen of the Damned um and Dracula 2000 a lot of Queen of the Dams come up. Uh, we've got the Crow here by Tobias, and also Ellis. Also Ellis has mentioned Spinal Tap and the Dirt. Uh, the Dirt is basically a Motley Crue greatest hits, which is okay until they cover like a Virgin at the end. Uh, so goodbye. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your puzzled look there. Vince Neil singing the words <laughs> to Like a Virgin. Just <laughs> not only does it sound terrible, that man cannot say those words. <laughs> like he's how old and yeah, just no. It's um, easy to jump
1: on the Vince Neil <laughs> trashing I'm, I'm uh, gonna stay off.
0: <laughs> uh, My good lady wife has said uh, Queen of the Damned again. Lost Boys. Lost Boys is fantastic. Empire Records. We've got Phil with Back to the Future. Roxy's gone with Guardians of the Galaxy. Some great stuff on there. Gareth Frazier uh, from Music Scramble. Uh, great, great website. Um, uh, he's gone with Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Boom. That's a, um, that's a great one. Uh, Top Gun. Got some more. Uh, Lost Boys. Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> Freddie versus Jason, that is top notch. Why well then, John Virgo? So a lot, of, a lot of love for you, Virgo, on this podcast. Yeah. And there?
1: like I said on the post, that has triggered by In Flames, which is one of the best songs they've ever written. So immediately, like hard, yes, absolutely. And then uh, we got
0: uh, Pip Pip Sampson from South of Salem. They are a band to go and check out. They're also playing uh, Bloodstock, so uh, yeah, oh. and they're also coming to Gloucester in September. So. Come check them out. He's gone for the Highlander, the Crow, and Queen of the Damned. Uh, so a couple, a couple of repeats there. Craig, movie soundtracks. What's your go-to ones?
1: See, I had to think about this because like, I don't actually listen to a lot of movie soundtracks apart from obviously when the movie's playing. <laughs> so it's been a few things. You're you obviously like American Pie and stuff like that uh, for your teen um, pop punk kind of fix. i think I'd have to go with the Matrix. Like the first yeah. Matrix album, because not the first Matrix album, the soundtrack album. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Because it's got Rage Against the Machine, Wake Up, because what a tune that is. Yeah. Um, the Deftones or Deftones, uh, My Own Summer. Yes. That's such a tune. And also introduced me to Rob Dugan, uh, the song Club, for Death, uh, Club to Death. And um, Rob Dugan is kind of like the male version of Lana Del Rey, but like before she was a thing. Okay. Like all of his songs are very depressing, but orchestral, he does a lot of soundtracking and his album is basically just him singing this gravity kind of weathered voice over the soundtrack stuff that he's done with violins and orchestras and stuff. And so there, yeah, that was my first experience of him. So cool. I would go with the Matrix soundtrack. Cool, nice, nice well, look, choice. *Pulp Fiction* is also a very good shout. *Pulp
0: Fiction* out. is fantastic. Um, I've got, I've got a couple here. Um, I'm just going to hop back to the '90s for a minute. Um, just, a, just a little shout out to the, to the Power Rangers movie soundtrack. Um, <laughs> shampoo, can I just Trouble. say?
1: Yes, that was the first single I ever bought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had that on cassette. Um, it was a yes. little like cardboardy cassette. Um. <laughs> The, the, it, the soundtrack starts off with what's called the Power Rangers Orchestra, which has got Matt Soren from Guns N' Roses and a couple of members of, of Mr. Big in it, which is just mind blowing. Oh, wow. You've got Snap on there um, and also one of the best Van Halen ba- ballads in Dream. So I just I just give a bit of a shout out to the Power Rangers. Keeping it in 1995, a Batman Forever soundtrack, the greatest U2 song of all time. Hold me, through me, kiss me, kill me. I oh, know that song is just great. You've got the Ospring covering the dams, you've got PJ Harvey, massive 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 attack. And Kiss for a Rose. What a fucking cute oh, yes What a banger. Um watch the Watchmen movie soundtrack was really good as well. Some really different things on there. There's Mike Michael it's covering uh, Bob Dylan. You've also got Sound of Silence. Um from Simon and Garfunkel and and Hallelujah, so it's, uh, by Leonard Cohen, but it's the way that those songs work in the movie, which mm-hmm. which really does it for me. So it's a great soundtrack, but the way that those songs are put, uh, put, put, put in the, in the movie scenes is, is just really really impressive. Now, so oh, on that topic,
1: hasn't hasn't Zack Snyder used Hallelujah? On num- numerous films now. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he, he sure probably, was probably the... owns a percentage
0: in that song's rights or something. <laughs> it's just I oh, 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 like I must stick it in here. Um, it was
1: definitely on the trailer for the Just League cut of his. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry. I just, yeah, I just no, no. To no. Um, that.
0: And and also like so horror films. I, I miss horror films having a, having a metal soundtrack. So I love I love Saw and I just watched Spiral, which is the the sort of spin off same universe as Saw and it's, it's a good film it's a it's, it's a decent film um but it was missing that that new metal that metal edge sort of soundtrack when the credits rolled it's like I, I don't want mm. rap and pop and um, Saw 2 that soundtrack so just a couple of stuff um, that's on that soundtrack um Irresponsible Hate Anthem I, I know it was earlier but they used it on the soundtrack Forget to Remember by Mudvayne oh Oh, and I'm, I'm a little bit excited about the Mudvayne reunion. I, I really like the album that I was from as well. Um, ding. Ding. <laughs> yeah, they got back together because the meme basically just went scratch. The what um, Blood by Papa Roach, which I think was the opening track of Getting Away with Murder, which is decent. Um, There's also songs by the Used, Pushifer. Um, I hope they say that correctly. I hope it's just Maynard, uh, one of his side... Um, oh, Pucifer. Yeah, that's it, one of his side projects. But Queens of the Stone Age, the used Blood Simple, Skinny Puppy, uh, and Buckethead, obviously. Uh, as in, you know, man that played guitar alongside Axl Rose
1: with, with a bucket, bucket on his head. Yeah. Of course. So, yeah. I'm just going to say as well, Spiral, the reason... Well, I feel, I don't know for this for sure, but the reason it's got more of a hip-hop-infused sound soundtrack... I believe this is part in, in, due to the success of uh the likes of Get Out and Us yes. from Jordan Peele. And yeah. uh, I would say on that note, the use of uh, Got Five on It in Us, in, yeah, that's uh, that film, bloody brilliant because it, it twists into like a proper horror theme, this yeah. 90s R&B kind of <laughs> absolute banger. And uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Get Out or Us, honestly best horror films i've watched in years so good so yeah i think spiral was very much aping look
0: look into that, that. yeah de- yeah definitely. let me
1: just say yeah spiral was definitely kind of uh i think going for the same vibe yeah. as as uh, yeah such such good films
0: absolutely so yeah
1: there we are Soundtracks. craig any any dear dudes questions you, you you've got
0: itching to get out
1: <laughs> i don't know this <laughs> itch <How laughs> <laughs> I, I i don't know but because i have been very busy with normal life stuff tm um i haven't really had much time to think about anything think else about crap like i do <laughs> no uh well i'm not implying that you're not busy just <laughs> i'm not as adapted to it as you are um so yeah i, I really don't
0: know really don't know there it is folks that was dear dude smashing the soundtracks um, it was yeah, it was good to have a bit of interaction and there's you know I, I didn't give mine away because I want you all to come and listen to the uh, the podcast so there you go if you listen to this now well done. And uh, yeah there we are so <laughs> we'll, we'll move we'll move swiftly into the second half then um, you know like like most you know I, I was, before we do I was gonna um, I was gonna make a pop culture reference of, of a sporting event that happened over the weekend oh, nearby God. but I, I, I was like i'm gonna hold myself back in case we can't get this edited in time because when i realized when i listened back to how much we were talking about eurovision and then we dropped the episode in july so yeah we are really <laughs> really up to speed with everything that's happening in the world right now so i'm just gonna forget and not mention anything and also we don't want any podcast. yeah i writings. mean
1: you could have said italy won and it would have been relevant for both events
0: absolutely there we go there we are let's let's just <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that, and and we'll we'll move into um, the second album, which is an album you recommended for me, uh, Mr. I Craig. Did indeed. Um, this was an album uh, by Death from Above, nineteen seventy nine, called "Your Woman, I'm a Machine."
1: Why did you recommend this
0: lovely record to me?
1: Ah, because I thought I don't want to give you records that I know you'll like. I wanted to have give you little snippets of stuff that uh, you maybe are not familiar with and I thought this was a proper good example of that so yeah this band is considered many things uh, like dance punk or hardcore punk Um, they're a drummer and a singer uh, sorry that's the same guy, he drums and he sings uh, and a bassist and a keyboardist so there's only two guys who do those roles and You might think oh like royal blood it is a very different beast so this band they they released this album then split up yeah yes (laughs) and then they reformed and they made another album and then since then they've been going uh, i think they've done a couple of albums more now um i heard them like my my wife who's much cooler than me in, in many ways uh, was looking through Glastonbury footage years ago and was trying to find a band to listen to. And she settled on this band and was like, oh, yeah, let's watch this. And I was like, oh, God, an indie band, I guess. This is going to be lame. And then they came out with the first song, and it was just, like, distorted bass and guitar. And it was, like, actually really fucking heavy sonically, I, you know, in terms of music uh, note choices and stuff, not not Slayer, but you know and it just kind of i i sort them out and listen to all their stuff and i really dug it so cool. i wanted to see how you'd react yeah, to such yeah. things
0: yeah because yeah because it, it, it's,
1: it's it's weird like before i get into the into the, the
0: i mean the album yeah dance punky sort of how or like dance funk or whatever you want to class it. it's like what is this? What is this dance punk? And I started looking into like how, how people are sort of like describing what bands that are into it. It's like, it has its has its origins apparently from the seventies where um, bands that had listened to some more, more sort of funky more sort of disco-y sort of stuff had uh, come together and said, well, we don't want to write that, but we like the funk side of things, so, well, but we want to make something a bit more punky, a bit more edgy. Um, so that's where it sort of uh, started. And then it had a bit of a revival in the noughties um, because bands such as franz ferdinand block party um and early arctic monkeys were using that same sort of vibe now you would class those as as staples of the indie scene especially that early noughties indie thing that was happening um which i wasn't massively into but you're very much aware of those but it wasn't until like hearing the the sort of the phrase dance punk i was like oh yeah yeah, i kind of get what they're doing that a bit more than indie um so i'd i'd heard the name um, Death deathworm of 1979 i couldn't i i really didn't think i could tell you what they sounded like um, because I, around the time this album was out uh, in the mid noise i spent a lot of my spare time walking around cd sections in hmp and mpc um, just looking to spend my little bit of spare of cash on new music cuz i was just getting into into like into sort of the alternative scene and so I'd looked through the rock, and, the rock and pop and I always remember the name, Death From Above nineteen seventy-nine. Like, that's, a, that's a cool name. That's fucking yeah. And for whatever <laughs> reason, like it was in the rock and pop section. So I was like, fuck that shit, that can't be very good. Um, so I never really checked it out, but I was always very much aware of, the, of this name. Now, when I started listening to this album, I, I wasn't aware that it was just the two of them until I started getting into it. Was like, okay, that's, that's very bass and drum heavy. It's like, oh, they have nothing else. And I'm listening, and I'm listening, and I'm listening, and suddenly, this track starts, and I'm like, I know that, I know that song, and that was blood on our hands, I was like, fucking hell, I know that song, I know this song, It's like, I wouldn't have been able to tell you what the song was called, I wouldn't have been able to tell you who, who'd sung it before I played this record, but something in the back of my mind clicked and went, fucking hell, I know that, I know that song. And it's bloody brilliant, <laughs> it's a really good song. Um, no, I don't remember it being a huge hit uh, or, you know, even if it being their song, but it was obviously the one that got some radio play, the one that got the, the TV channel play um, back in the, in the, in the noughties. And it just, it just like awokened in me. I was like, you hell, I haven't heard this for a long, long time um, and it's brilliant. It's a brilliant, brilliant song. Um, and so i got to it's, it's track five on the album so i i, I sort of got myself into it and then i was like go back and listen to that go back and listen to that go back and listen to that because <laughs> it is just brilliant um it it's it's really funky like funky based but it is so fast-paced um it is proper move on the dance floor like jump like move and really get you going um and it's really fucking catchy because, literally, that first time of hearing this song in years, and that chorus, there are there is blood on our hands. And that i that, so out of fucking tune. I'm not even going to try and do that again. Um, but it, it's like it's catchy. I've, I've got this. I had that. I've had that chorus stuck in my head since I since I started playing this record. Basically, it's like mental, mentally how good that song is. It really, <laughs> really is. So
1: um, we awoken some nostalgia. You in
0: really have some. I, I literally i I could have gone never playing this album and that i don't think that would have sparked anything up from the back of my head so god knows what i'm gonna awaken next time i listen to an album i didn't even think i'd heard of a band of um so yeah that's a good song that's a really fucking good song um so the album opens with a with a song called uh turn it out it starts with uh with the bass chords um being played It, it it gave me this sort of similar vibe to like a countdown. It's just like a, like a rule, like, like a strum like, countdown. all make a, like bells, like hitting you in before you get this sort of scratch. And there's it, a bit of synth that really hits into us. Well. So it's not just drum, it's not just bass. There, there, there are synths in there as well, which gives it something. Um, and it's that sound, it's, it's very DIY punk. It's very much like in a garage creating and just fuck whatever. I'm just gonna, we're just gonna mm. give it, give whatever we've got. And i think that's really really cool um
1: on that do, do you want to know that it's not well the synth is the keyboard at the start yeah uh, so the chords when it goes into the ba-da-dum, 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 yeah. scratchy that's just guitar so what just he's guitar. doing is he's hitting an open chord and then scraping his plectrum across the strings to go da-da-dum. so yeah it's it's very diy kind of yeah. really raw sounding just just just
0: fucking about me see mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome um so yeah, that's that's a cool song. I'll be honest, the next couple of songs until we got to blood on our hands didn't really do it for me. Like they just didn't really click. Um they're not bad, they're not they're not bad. They just I don't know, they just didn't feel it. It was a it was. A, it, they felt a bit like indie disco, and it's just not something that instantly strikes a chord for myself. Um, and <laughs> yeah so it's, it's not that they're shit it's just yeah it just d- doesn't do it for me um there's a there's a there's a there's a vocal delivery in, in go home get down which is so if you tell me that you'll leave, you'll have me and you'll never leave me till i do um <laughs> which just grated on me every time i listen to it i don't know why it just i really just didn't like it um I just get i think i, th- I think as much as blood on our hands awoken this oh my god i love this song i think a couple of these tracks just awoken oh my god i, I hate some of the bands that came out around this time <laughs> um <laughs> so get it, it's yeah, it just yeah just not for me um this <laughs> this is this is something. so in the, there's a, there's lyrics to the song go home get down uh and, and he's so lovely he sings so that you're not alone i want to take you home with me we'll stay up all night you can while i fall asleep Earlier in the album, on the track Romantic Nights, he sings I know you love me, you don't know what you like, you're watching TV, I stay up all night. So what is it, man? Who's staying up all night? <laughs> who's watching the TV? Why is this bothering me? Like, really, why is this bothering me? So, what, what are you doing? I just want to know. I really want to know. Who's staying up all night? And Yeah, I mean, early noughties, he's probably staying up watching <laughs> that's Baby the bit Station. That's <laughs> Yeah, it, it, then there's, there's uh, what, what is kind of the title track, like your, your your woman on machine. There was a bit of a Britpop indie vibe going on to that. that some of the vocal delivery had kind of Oasis-ish, like just the, just the way that he delivers some of the lines. I was like, I I kind of kind of hear that going on in there. Um, and then something that I didn't expect. Okay, so this was 2004. I think I've got it in my notes somewhere here. Yeah, 2000, so. 2004, and then they broke up in 2006. So, so what they did in 2004 um, on the song Pull Out is they, they steal Panthered before Steel Panther was a thing um, because they got a bit filthy on this. <laughs> um, and, and, I, and it's got me scratching. I, I wonder what they're singing about. So I've got, I got the lyrics here. I love my girl. I want to get her off. Turn the lights up so I can see. Turn the lights up. Turn the lights up. One, two, three, push
1: in. One, two, three,
0: pull out. <laughs> Let your spirit free, girl. You know. <laughs> doesn't need much to imagine that one.
1: It's quick and sweet.
0: You're, yeah, really, it really is. Um, you know, then, there, then there's a, another vocal line later on, because it's it's only a short, it's only a one minute fifty second song. So it is, it's really short and sweet. Um, and he does go push in. Oh at one point, um, which made me giggle a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh there's, a, there's another thing as well. See, see, sometimes my mind wanders into into weird places. Um, and the, there's a, the opening bass um, sort of like, and, and drum kick to Sexy Results reminded me <laughs> a little bit of the opening to Party Man by Prince, which is on the Batman soundtrack. Now, if you don't know what that is, that's the song that plays when uh, Joker goes to meet Vicky Vale in the art gallery after he's just gassed everybody. And this song kicks in, and I'm literally like, "It's." I listened to them back to back, Prince and 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 uh, Sexy Results, and it is very very similar. And then and then it's like, "Batman's so good, that film's so good." Oh, <laughs> uh, I like this because it's made me think of Batman, and that film was amazing. Um, so yeah, thanks, Sexy Results, for that Prince, Remedy, Remedy, Remindr, whatever. Um, yeah, it's. This is, this is two artists that are playing around with funk, playing around, creating, and, and they can create something really decent. It just, it's not for me, man. It's just, it's just <laughs> not for me. As much as I love Blood on Our Hands, um, I kind of see what they're doing. I, I get what they're doing. It's just, yeah, I, it I just didn't sink, man. I, I'm, I, I'm sorry on that one.
1: That's all right. That's why I wanted to kind of push the envelope. It would be too easy to give you stuff that I knew you'd enjoy. (laughs) So I wanted to kind of push it. But yeah, I think with this album, you can tell it's very raw. Yeah. So yeah, it's not overpolished in the, like the the bass guitar, because that's the only guitar that's being used here. It's so overdriven. It's disgustingly filthy. And the vocals are double-tracked. And I don't think the, I don't know what it was, but the drummer, I I think was still kind of trying to find his way when he's singing into the high spaces. Cause it always, it sounds a bit like early offspring where the two tracks are kind of fighting one another. And so the notes are a bit kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? They they kind of conflict and a bit, so it doesn't ever sound as pleasant the way i hear it is like so say for example you know the film scott pilgrim versus the world yes yeah this band is from canada and they sound like they would slot straight like, into oh, any of the competitions in this
0: absolutely yeah absolutely and, i I really like that film but i don't like the music <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's that kind of cool is, hipster yeah. dance vibe yeah and that's what i say about like dance floor in a, a dingy club like I, i'm hearing and not to say that the place is dingy but like this is the top floor of like moo moo's or whatever it's called now um like really kind of trendy uh indie dance but yeah. also with that filthy kind of edge that kind of passes and like i said the, this, the bass guitar tone is so heavy <laughs> and yeah i think that the sonically got a bit more refined on the album that they made once they reformed uh, especially the vocals, so I think that maybe later on you might h- you kind of hear something yeah. a bit more they, they t- tolerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it is kind of a very much a kind of very raw, dirty album, and that's why I kind of enjoy it.
0: Cool. No, yeah, cool. That's that. That no man. That that's all good. Like I wouldn't say that this is a shit album. I couldn't. I couldn't say that. I really couldn't say that. I can just say that.
1: Uh,
0: no, no, not for me. I, I wouldn't want to be on so, that, that that cool top floor in Mummies. <laughs> <laughs> pretending we're into rock like i just yeah it's just it's pretending. just it's just oh dear. <laughs> it's just yeah it's just it's as, as like i said as banging as blood on our hands that's a fucking well, yeah um so
1: yeah we you- wouldn't say it's shit but would you say you hate it rate it or appreciate it
0: i would say i appreciate this i i think that there's there's i get the creativity i get that there's something there and just because i don't like it i can't say it's not a bad album um <laughs> yeah so i I'd, I'd i'd appreciate i'd appreciate it um one thing i did like you mentioned that the, the dance club scene there's a bar in Gloucester, cafe renee used to put like on a, on a an indie night called bounce and this all would just fill straight into into that yeah. no trouble they would go down an absolute storm so i'm fairly the, sure it was yeah probably probably um and you know that's 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 for, that's for those people to enjoy, and I'm, and I'm sure they will. And it's and it's all and it's all good. Um, what would you 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 rate you rate this? I guess then
1: I rate it, yeah. Oh. Um, and because cool. it's it's punky, but it's also danceable, but also like I would say to someone, if you're saying, oh, I don't get metal, it's like, okay, well, let me put this to you. If you like this album, Death from Above 1979, and the bass tone to it, like it's not a million miles off from something like Meshuggah and like when you listen to catch 33 or something like that i mean obviously there's screaming and existential crises <laughs> throughout masuka's music but <laughs> it's a little bit different you can't really dance and kind of have a good time <laughs> but it's the same kind of sonic space yeah. that you they could, occupy you could,
0: get, you could gateway this you could about people could use this as a gateway to explore other other dimensions
1: yeah, yeah. low distorted guitars like it's it's that and and also the set that they did at glastonbury uh, i don't know if it's still on uh, I guess it would be like BBC iPlayer or something. It's so fricking heavy <laughs> because that tone is amazing. Yeah, that's what really uh, you know drew me to it, and also because there's only the bass guitar. Yeah, it's got to carry everything. So the melody is all done on the bass, and it's all kind of riffs, um, single note kind of patterns and scales and stuff. And it it just it. It's, it's rather than just kind of have a boring kind of root note plodding away it's nice to see someone just absolutely bashing the shit yeah. out of their bass guitar yeah, yeah so yeah yeah it's it's a it's a good time as far as i'm concerned
0: cool and if you were pulling out your your track for the playlist what would you put oh, like
1: pull, <laughs> <ridiculous. laughs> <Sorry. laughs>
0: pull out sorry <laughs> yeah. uh, oh god what was it called That one, that's the one that Craig pulls out. For for no surprise to the listeners, if I if I was putting out a song, it would be Blood on Our Hands because yeah, yeah, you seem
1: to be very enamoured by that one. I
0: do like that song, (laughs) fucking,
1: which is a decent track. But yeah, again, it's it's it's. I think vocally, he's kind of in his mid range rather than kind of really shrieking or or kind of screaming in the higher kind of register. So Craig, (laughs) what
0: what what would what would you uh put on the playlist for for the show?
1: For me, it would have to be Going Steady. Uh, I I just love that kind of dirty bass sound, and it goes into a chorus which is not really pleasant, <laughs> but it, it adds to that kind of punk vibe. So that would be my choice. Cool. There we go. So
0: there we are. There's two very different albums. I I love the fact that we always pick something a bit different. You know, the you know very constructing style. So we got we got the the blockbuster horror uh, metalcore of Ice Nine Kills, and the the dance floor. <laughs> Dancey Punk um, of Death from 1979. So, the question is then, what are we going to be listening to next, Craig? Who wants, wants to go first. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm leaning out to you. What, right. what have you got for me?
1: So I've, I had an album in my head from last time. I gave you the two choices, but I've been listening to an album since, like cool. non-stop, and cool. I, I, feel like I have to discuss it with you and see what you feel about it. Cool. Um, so the album is by a band called Love. Oh, and it's called "I Let It In," and it okay. took everything.
0: Wicked. So, I um, I have heard so this, this band's name popping up a few times um on other podcasts that, that I listen to, uh, which I shouldn't, and I feel dirty when I do it. Um, but <laughs> there was a lot, <laughs> there was a lot of love for Loathe. Um, and I just I've not pressed play and so this gives me the excuse to press play so there we it go it could be
1: like the hell because that was a similar situation
0: absolutely and poppy i would never have ever listened to poppy if it was speaking of you. which
1: poppy's got a few new tracks out, oh
0: and, and they are great <laughs> yes um well I, I will refrain from going too far in on poppy um oh man. sorry <laughs> that was go. um yeah let's not go there um, so, yeah, so I, I, you know, I'd never listened to Poppy. I, um, I wouldn't have gone down um, the the groove hammer road into the house. So who knows uh, Loathe could be the next one of those. So yes, here we go. Looking forward to this. So for yourself, Craig, um, I'm going to give you a, a fun album. I think this uh-huh. is a fun album anyway. Um, it's, it's sunny at the moment. So it gives me sunny vibes. Don't worry. It's not glam rock. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's uh it's a bit of punk from the noughties um i am going to give you and I, and I will ask to apologize in advance because I, w- I will talk a lot about the singer from this band when we uh, when we get to it so i'm going to give you alibis and ammunition by trash light vision uh oh, okay to. um so
1: enjoy that one i don't think i'm familiar with them at all so that's cool. going to be a new experience for me well wow, so this
0: was their only album um I so see. <laughs> we will discuss that and more uh when we reconvene um at some point in the future so uh we'll set a date you lot will be here um or wherever it is you're playing listening or whatever um but it will be soon, hopefully, where we will discuss loathe and trashlight mm. vision for you. Uh, in the meantime, hit us up on the socials. Uh, we like talking to you, and we're going to try and talk more. Uh, I know we say this every episode, but we will. Um, and if there's, any, if, please listen to the albums along with us. We can be a bit like Richard and Judy. We've we've said that in the past. Yeah. Um, album we, club. We will. We will, we would love to have some input on on the uh, on your thoughts on the albums as well. And if you've got any recommendations throw into us you've got anything we need to talk about on the podcast mm-hmm. if there's something that you think shit man if only two dudes would talk about that on a podcast then we can be your dudes
1: okay Yeah. also side note if anyone listens to this while they're doing their daily activities there's going to be someone who's doing it uh listening to it whilst they're in the shower and if they are wash behind your ears
0: Please do, don't, don't touch down there <laughs> leave it alone or it'll fall off <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that with that health and safety message out there i think it's time to say goodbye we'll see you again goodbye bye